I lived my life to gratify every desire. But the more I got, the more I needed. I just couldn't get enough as I began to become a slave to my own desires. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about instant gratification, and if living a lifestyle of going for whatever feels good is really a good way to live or not. Now, we know our society is built upon this, right? Just if you want it, get it, get it now. If it feels good, do it. But is that really good for us? In our last show, we had Antonio Gonzalez share with us how he grew up without his father. He never really had the father mentor in his life. He grew up with an intense desire to have fun and to party and get his hands on whatever he could that would bring him that instant gratification. He told us how his lifestyle went from the parties to the woman and then to the drugs, specifically weed, and then eventually led to ecstasy. And it was never enough. Today, he is going to share more about this journey of his life of how it began to wrap around him and choke the life from him, literally. Antonio, welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Tony, it's so good to have you with us. And man, your story, it's really eye-opening on living a life of just fulfilling what your every desire is, you know, because like you did it. But tell us, what happened when ecstasy wasn't enough anymore? What did that eventually lead to? Well, when you're living that lifestyle of partying and everything else and clubbing and all of that, you know, you make friends along the way. You make those people that are in the same lifestyle with you. Yeah. And so eventually what happens is, of course, Coke comes around and there's a lot of cocaine and you have parties and they line up cocaine or wow. whatever people have. And so you're doing Coke or whatever. Because, of course, what does that do? It's the same movement that keeps you going longer. You don't get tired. Wow. So you can stay partying all night and that's what you want. You don't want the party to end. Wasn't that scary for you? Did you have any stigma about it? Like, wait a minute, no, no, this is cocaine. I can't touch this stuff. Or were you just like, well, like, how was it brought to you, this cocaine stuff? Uh, maybe the first time, you know, it's somebody you know, and it's like, here, take a, what they call take a bump, you know? Yeah. And there you go. They put out a little one out there, roll up the dollar bill, and boom, and there you go. And you give it a try. And of course, you're mixing it with alcohol and drinking. So it's kind of offsetting that, you know, it's wow. moving it off, if you will. And you're like, okay, you're gauging it to see how it affects you. And yeah. once you do it one time, and then you kind of take a step back and look at it, you're like, okay, I got it. Then it's just one of those things. And you see everybody else doing it, and they're staying up all night, and you don't want to go home and leave the party. Right. It's just sucking you in. Right. Well, it's like everybody else is staying up all night to see sunrise mm. and going to the beach and blah, blah. Wow. And so, you know, it's like, well, you don't want to miss out, right? And that's the whole thing about missing out. I don't want to miss out. Right. And I want to keep the party going. I don't want the party to end. Mm. And I really think, I mean, there's a lot of marketing guys that that's the whole deal. Those first light commercials, like, like I refer to, that's the whole thing is I want to live a life like that. Yeah. Right. That's happening. That's fun, that's fulfilling, that's like, wow, look at all them girls, you know, look at them pretty girls. Wow. Of course, it's commercial, but they're sucking you into that, that that's what you want. You want this. Yeah. Yeah. So they did that, and the next thing you know, it's like, hey, you got to try this. What's this? What's meth? Mm. And it's like, well, you've already done coke, you've already done ecstasy, you've already smoked weed. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, trust me. And these are the people you did X with, you don't coke with, and you're like, okay, you know, I trust them. Wow. And then you do it, 
And the deal with meth is, is number one, it's really, really extremely addictive. Really? It's a big gorilla. And yeah, you think you got it. But here's the thing. If you're the kind of person like we kind of like just made you ineffective. You just wanted to sit around, do the munchies and just kind of veg out. Mm-hmm. For somebody who likes to go, 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 that right there is like you go, go, go. You sit there. You're not tired. If you had any fatigue or headaches, it takes away all the pain. Mm. And you just have energy to keep on going. And you go to the point where it's actually unhealthy for you. But it's really kind of a clean energy kind of a thing. That's what you're being sold. That's what you're being told. They're like, hey, this isn't bad. This is like a way just to keep going. Yeah, you know, you'll stay up. Uh-huh. And this is good. It's not a big deal. There's no big deal about this. But I guess there was a big deal because you really couldn't get enough of it. Like you started having to sell it yourself. Tell us about that transition. Well, so once you're hooked on it and once you want to have it, coming off of it's really hard. The thing is, it hurts a lot to come down off of that. I bet. Oh. So you're going over there and there's these guys that they're at a certain level that you're buying from. And there was just a bunch of like nonsense guys that you always had to wait on them. And then when you got it, it was cut and it wasn't any good. Mm. And I was just getting fed up with it. And I'm going to tell you something. I was like, man, can't these guys just get their act together? It's like they're, Mm. I mean, as far as running a business, I mean, they'd be out of business if it wasn't for the fact that it was this. Right. And I just got tired of these knuckleheads that you had to wait forever. They were flaky. The stuff was no good. And, you know, I actually said, I'm done. I'm actually done because I'm tired of waiting around for this stuff, you know, at some place. And it's like, it's no good. And it's just nothing but frustration as much as I want it. And I actually was telling a guy that I knew for years from back in the day and hadn't seen him in a while. And I told him exactly what I just said. And it turns out that the guy that I knew from back in the day, now years later, had become the guy that was supplying a big, big area. And so when I was ready to stop, he said, Tony, I know you. I've known you for a long time. And he said, here, take this. And if you like it, come back and see me. He said, you got $50,000 credit with me. Wow. I went basically up the food chain, up to the top. I didn't even know. And I just knew him from back in the party days, but we'd known each other. So you became the big boss man, like basically the drug trafficker. Well, I wasn't the, I was just one of the major suppliers of the area. Yeah. Well, one of them, right? But you're pumping like a lot of volume, like probably thousands, millions of dollars or something like that, right? Right. Yeah. Wow. So like you're doing that, but was that enough at that moment when you had so much money that you were operating over and all this woman parties, everything in that moment, looking back, were you ever truly fulfilled? No, absolutely not. I mean, now I have so much, I'm carrying so much weight that I never have to come down. Wow. On literally for two years, I didn't come down. Oh my gosh. You were high for two years straight. I was high for two years straight because there was no way I was going to come down. So when I had that much, when you have that much, you're able to have varieties. You can get somebody else's and you have like a variety of different types of meth. And so for two years, I didn't come down. Did you sleep? Yeah, you eventually you got to sleep. Yeah, you got to sleep. What actually was my tolerance got so high. Normally people, they lose a lot of weight because they're not eating because they're on that stuff. Yeah. But my tolerance got so high, I would actually eat. I mean, I was actually getting weight because it was just something that was right. And so I guess they say they talk about like working alcoholics, yeah. people that drink so much that they have to they drink in the morning before they go to work and it doesn't, they're able to function, right? Yeah. So I had my tolerance level so high for two years, I didn't go down, but I was making so much money. I mean, and that was the other thing is that it was all cash. Yeah. So I had more money than I ever needed. You know, I never walked out of the door without a couple thousand in my pocket. Wow. That was just change, you know, just change for whatever. Yeah. So I had money. 
And then when that happens, you have people start working for you because, you know, you're not going to go and do everything. So you have a circle of people, a team of people, if you will. And as a business guy, I went and hired what I needed as just like a business. You know, I had security, you got salespeople, you got IT people, tech people, you know, you build your team of what you need. So then you become the guy that's like, okay, you know, Tony, what do we do? What's our order? You know, people are waiting to hear from you. Okay. What's our assignment? What are we doing today? What are we doing this week? And that feeds into that. And then you're high on top of it off. And then you got money. And then of course, girls, and then you become, it's like this rock star deal because it's not nothing about you. It's just about what you have, right? That they want. Yeah. You had an empire. You basically had an empire. Right. So then you go back to the whole issues of rejection and all that. And the dad that was supposed to love you didn't love you. Mm -hmm. And here you are now years later and everybody supposedly loves you and wants you to be around. Right. Right. So that's feeding into a whole lot of stuff that wasn't dealt with. Right. Wow. That's so sad. You know what, Tony, that's some serious insight there. So I understand this eventually landed you in jail. And I understand that that served as a big wake up call. When were you in jail? Were you just thinking about how to extend the lifestyle of instant gratification even in jail? No, no. What happened there was actually everybody started getting caught. It was over 100 people involved in this case. And everybody was getting caught. Everybody was throwing everybody. That was, of course, the reason I got arrested was my right-hand guy was the one who actually (laughs) was the one that told them about me because he was working for them. It's never the guy across the street, you know, your enemy. It's always the one that's behind you. So, yeah, I was in there. But the past year, I mean, a whole lot of stuff happened. My grandmother died. My aunt Yolanda died congestive heart failure. My son's mother was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. So my relationship with his mom was just deteriorating and I couldn't fix it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was going on that I was just fighting and I was a strong guy. So I was just trying to make sure that relationship stayed together, make sure that everything else stayed together. Mm-hmm. Although I couldn't buy a remedy for congestive heart failure. So she was going to die in a few years. Wow. And so I had that going on. I had funerals going on, family members passing away. And there was a lot of stuff that was happening before I got there that I was just struggling with and fighting as well as, you know, your enemies, you're trying to keep one step ahead of your enemies and two steps ahead of the police wow. while you're doing all that. That's chaotic. So every yeah, it was a lot to oversee all that because what I'm doing is illegal and I want to try and do everything I can to get out and stay out of jail. So I'm there. And when I get there, I mean, everything I've tried doesn't work. My son's mother comes to see me and says, you know what? I'm leaving you. I've tried to leave you, but you were always too strong, but I'm taking your son and I'm out and I'm gone. Tony, let's stop there. I want to have you on our next show to talk about how this became a moment where everything came crumbling down. But then you had a huge change in your life that changed the future of your life. So, Tony, thanks so much for sharing with us the reality of living a life of gratifying every desire like this. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Hang on. Let's go even deeper on the subject of instant gratification right after the break. Hey, guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. 
Welcome back to the show. We want to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? This is a huge lesson in Antonio's life about instant gratification. You know, when you're living a life going towards pleasure, his life really revealed that it's just going down. Antonio's life reveals not only that it does lead to death, but how it does. And how is it? It's through slavery. You can see that as he gave into his desires, the drugs, the lifestyle, it began to become the boss and authority in his life. Like those things became the entity to tell him what to do. So much so that he started selling the drugs in order to keep feeding that master of self-gratification. That is because Antonio, instead of fulfilling what God had for him in his life, was stuck to fulfilling what sin wanted him to fulfill. And there was no getting away from that power on his own. I mean, even in jail, he was seeking to get that gratification. It's like going down and sinking sand and not even realizing it. It's written in ancient scriptures in Romans chapter 6 verse 16. Do you not know that whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? You can see that Antonio had a lifestyle presenting himself to sin, presenting himself to the drugs, to the woman, the parties. He didn't realize that at the time, but he was offering his body up to those things and they literally got him. They became his slave master. Now, I know not everyone listening at this point in their life, they're not maybe stuck to all these things, but you know, deep inside, there is that part where if we're trying to give in to something, whatever we're presenting ourselves to, we will become slaves to that thing. So Lord Jesus, in this moment, instead of presenting ourselves to unrighteousness, to ungodliness, help us to present ourselves to you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.